Omega Man Radio has been commissioned to invade deep into enemy territory, drive out the hosts of hell, and take back the land. Our mission is to preach Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who is the only name written under heaven by which men might be saved, cast out demons, and pray for the sick that they may be healed in Jesus' name. If this program is a blessing to you and you would like to take part in this harvest of souls, join with us and attack the hosts of hell by donating any amount online at www.omegamanradio.com. You may also donate by sending check or money order to 9030 West Sahara Avenue, Suite 665, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89117. We thank you. Are you ready? Ready to take a ride? Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. Because the show is about to begin. From the front lines of America, Babylon. And transmitting worldwide on the internet and satellite. You are listening to Omega Man Radio Network. With Shannon Davis. Praise the Lord. Sister Sabrina, how are you doing? I'm fine, and you? I'm doing great. I'm just fine. It's hard for us to get together, it seems. Well, I praise the Lord we got you here today on the program. You ready to roll? Yes, I am. How is your brother? Well, uh, Damon, my brother, is the first of the family that got through here. And uh, just as God removed the mandate, where you had to have two vaccines to get into the border. We're trying to figure out how we're going to get them in here. Um, God removed it. And uh, so my brother said, I'm coming. And sure enough, he came. And he was here about a week with me. Took ill when he was here. And uh, so did I. I remember. And um, You got sick too? I had a nasty sinus infection too. Hit me too. I'm like, what the heck? There must be mold in the air or something. Um, you know, if you got mold and you don't get get it i mean it's just recurrent that's all i can add up here or just the flux and humidity maybe that too but he got hit and so what i did is um he was in a hotel he stayed with me for several days and he said they want to use some of his points 
at a hotel down near the beach. So he went over there, and um, I bought some Zethromax and went over and I said, I want you to take this and I'm going to pray. Well, you know, he was in uh, first day of this stuff. Uh, and uh, Zethromax takes days to heal you. So I prayed and I believe God healed him right there the first day. He had recovered the next day. Of course, he took his Zethromax, but God healed him. And uh, he was up and running again, and then I got better. And, uh, you know, uh, one tip I've learned, if you've got any kind of uh, clogged sinuses, if you get in the shower and uh, just let some of that water vapor hit your nose, Mm -hmm. and then you, like, hold one side of your sinuses and blow, you can clear your sinuses. Sometimes those things get clogged up. Dr. Sabrina? But you know... What I used to do years ago, my granddaddy taught me, was if you can't make it to the beach where the water is as salty as it ought to be, then pour some salt, regular table salt water, into your hands with some water and suck it up your nostrils Mm. and it'll start pulling that stuff out. But the best way to do is to go to the beach because you know that water is real salt. It's it's got the real thing. Yeah, And when you suck it up, it will start draining. I used to do it a long time ago. I used to do it once a year. And for the rest of the year, I didn't have any sinus problems. Well, and we have a, sinus problems here all the time. That's a great point. Uh, they sell these little cans of, like, uh, compressed salt water. And uh, mm-hmm. we've used those, too, to your point, just blowing it right up the nose. But right, something was strange. I got in the shower. And I wasn't particularly clogged today, but I said, just, you know, who knows? Let me just blow my nose. And Dr. Sabrina, something came out of my nose and hit my hand, and it had a weight and density to it. I was like, what Mm -hmm. was that? It felt like a pound. And it freaked me out. And uh, I didn't have Mm. my glasses on, so I couldn't see what it was. I then blew out the other nose, and something equally heavy, like a big water balloon, came out, hit my hand, and then hit the floor. I don't know what that was other than it was just a big, thick glob of mucus. Should I put mm-hmm. a warning on here <laughs> before I did the show? I might make somebody puke. But just, just no, be transparent. No, they have mucus too. It's a human condition and humans experience it. It so felt so heavy hitting my hand. It was like a thick, heavy like your glob. Like your nose had, been, uh, had a blood clot up there and it suddenly let it out. I'm going to tell you something. Sometimes our clear. nostrils get too dry, yes. depending on what's going on in the air. And when it gets too dry, they begin to crack. You know, there's the, we're supposed to have a certain amount of, of moisture right. in our nasal passages. And they begin to crack, and blood begins to come out sometimes. Sometimes you actually have a little clump of blood in there. And if you blow your nose too hard, the capillary will just release the rest of the blood. Well, no, that's true too. But seriously, we have to um, we have to keep a certain amount of moisture in the air, and yes. certain times of the year it gets drier. The air gets drier. So I have one of these little cool mist humidifiers. Yes. And when it gets too dry, I turn it on. So because I'm on the air, I'm talking three hours yes. at a time. In order for my vocal cords to do right and for my nose to cooperate so I can breathe and talk and my eyes don't dry out, I have to turn it on periodically. Oh, yes. Um, I bought one of these. It's called a hydrometer. It'll tell you the relative humidity, the RH. And Mm -hmm. uh, we average about 80% humidity here in the house. 
Mm-hmm. That's pretty humid. At 100%, it actually would rain in your house. The air can't hold any more water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as adverse to when I was in Vegas, it was about normally about 17%. So dry there that I literally had yeah. to run a humidifier in my room all the time where you, know, you could have a nosebleed. It was just so dry. You're in the desert. Here, mm. totally different. So we're having to pull the water out so you can you know breathe and doesn't get too humid. But there's such a flux in temperature. He took ill, but we prayed. God healed him. And uh, then he said, I'm going to the yeah. Philippines. And so my Because I remember when we were on the air, I, I started praying for him. Yes. And you said, I'm going over to see him and take some Zithromax. That's right. That's right. And um, he'd invited me to actually go to the Philippines with him. And uh, when that happened, I said, man, I don't know if I should go right now. So I didn't go. He ended up going. He's been over there about three weeks now. And um, he's spying out the land, if you will. kind of feels like he wants to put a... Uh, a base of operations somewhere overseas. So he said, I'm going to look at Philippines. I'm going to look at Bali. And I haven't heard from him in a few days, so he may have found him a place. But uh, lift him up in prayer. He's over there in oh. Man- Manila right now. And uh, ah. he doesn't want to go back to Atlanta for a few months. Well, you know, the Philippines has more Christians than Bali does. Sure. Oh, sure. And, and so it's a different climate simply because there's more Christians. You know, unless in Atlanta, like. remember when they had the Olympics in Atlanta? Yes, years ma'am. and years ago. Right. They went through the demonic realm. Those people went through and did all kinds of curses and all their stuff. They did their drama. Let's put it that way. Right. All over particular places in Atlanta and this, that, and the other. And so um, that was one of the places. That in that movie about 20 mules, they they used because they could go to certain places, the cameras were there, and you could see them stuffing the boxes. Right. Okay? Right. So, there's all kind of stuff been released in the atmosphere in that area. And yeah. you see what's the drama that's going on over there now. Yeah, they're persecuting President Trump. And right. all those other officials... Uh, Fake charges? Um, I heard that he has a thing that might help him say, withstanding God going before him, which is called uh, presidential immunity. And uh, I don't know if, if he's going to be able to uh, be free based on that alone, but I know God can, if God's for you, who can be against you? Can we pray Thank as we're starting you. tonight for President Trump because that the, these wicked people will be removed? Um they don't want him to run again for president, Dr. Sabrina. Well, I think the people are at a place where no matter what they do to him, they're going to vote for him and make him president whether they like it or not. i tell you what. And they're not going to be able to stop it because this wave of I, we've had enough of that yes. is hit. And it's, it's, it's a strong wave. The wave of we have had enough of this. You're not shoving this down our throats. Hey, that would make a great T-shirt. You should trademark that. One. <laughs> We've had enough of this. Out with the communist in power. And you know that uh, the, the mug shot with the three words that did it. That sealed the deal. Now I saw the mug shot, but what were the three words? I didn't see that. Ah, you need to go. Uh huh. Go back and look. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take the punchline from you. <laughs> Go find the mugshot 
with the three words because he put it he put it on his Twitter account oh. after he hadn't been on Twitter for two years. Oh, Trump is back on Twitter. I didn't know this. This uh huh. It's it was a cameo appearance. Let's put it that way. Okay. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, I see it. Uh-huh. Election interference, <laughs> never surrender. Donald there J. There you go. Dot com. Oh, praise the Lord, he's back. This is great. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you something. He's not a perfect man, and I voted for President there Trump There are twice. no perfect people here. <laughs> no, but we can repent, and God can use us again, can't we? He can use us even if we're in the middle of non-repentance, because he's God, and he can subdue all things unto himself. Well, amen to that. That's exactly right. Uh, Lord Jesus, help us, because if if there's not a change, this country is not looking like it's going to last. We've got to get those communists out of power. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Point, point. Put Put that right. Okay, remember when you called Pastor Pat that night, and you said to her basically what you just said? Yes, ma'am. That's true. And remember what happened? I said it looks like it's all lost. Uh-huh. Remember what she said? Uh, she said it's not. And then remember what you all did? You all went on the air and prayed. God moved. And that was the end of that. Now that actually The rest happened. is history. Yes, it is. It looked like okay, it was all lost. Okay, don't ever forget that. <laughs> Amen to that. Thank you. Don't ever forget that. That's right. That's exactly what happened. Because uh, I had woke up that day to no power in the house, and I heard the uh, alarm going off on my UPS supply and my computer. And um, I had just enough power in my laptop to get on the Internet. I didn't know at any time it would die. And I wanted to know what had happened from the time I went to bed till I got up. And then when I finally got online and looked around, I didn't see any encouraging news. That's when I got on Facebook. I put up there and I said, it looks like it's all lost. And I ran into Dr. Pat. She encouraged me not to give mm-hmm. up. We actually did a program. And she began to do some prayer intercession. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, things turned around in Jesus' name. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, this would be a perfect time to do some prayer. Would you like to pray for President Trump tonight? Surely. Take it away. I'd love to. Yes, ma'am. I don't I don't need preparation. Jesus lives in me. That's right. He's the prayer warrior in me. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we plead the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you that our Savior and our Lord became sin for us. There is no sin that has ever or will ever be committed that he did not take upon himself. Being Lord over all, we want to thank you, Father, for your graciousness and your love and your kindness and your mercy in sending him to earth that this wonderful miracle might arise in the heavenlies. We want to thank you, Lord, that there is no place where Jesus is not Lord. He's Lord over the past. He's Lord over the present. He's Lord over eternity. And he subdues all things unto himself that you might have the glory. Our hearts are not troubled about what we see. Because our eyes are fastened on Jesus Christ. 
we know that timing is pivotal. And you are encouraging the people by allowing Satan to attack Trump so that the people will rise up. The sleeping giant will rise up and begin to move against this current of evil in our world. We want to thank you that every time the enemy strikes, the sleeping giant stands a little more and a little more. And a little more. At first he was just drowsy and wouldn't budge hardly. But then the strikes started coming. And the strikes started coming. And the strikes started coming. Lord, you know what it takes to get people motivated. And then Bud Light. And then Target. And then they all came behind. Bed Bath and Beyond fell. There's been plenty of falling since then. Go woke, go broke. So, Father, we can't wait to see what you do with Wall Street. We want to thank you that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We know in the end, Father, we win. But there is warring that we must do in the meantime. We thank you for filling us with the prayers and the warfare, the spiritual warfare that you want released into the heavenlies. We repent of all of our sin, our doubt, our fear, our unbelief, our memory lapses of the word that we are not supposed to let slip. Father, we repent of our shortcomings and our failures. But we know that victory belongs to Jesus, and our victory is found in him. There are those that still don't understand your ways, Lord. And they'll stand up with a sign that says, Trump is our Savior. But no, Lord, Trump is not our Savior. You are. And so we forgive them. We thank you that before it's over, you'll have their full undivided attention. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for the correction that comes to their doctrine in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over fear in our camp, Lord. Fear, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I command you to come down from your place of authority. I bind you, I chain you with eternal chains under darkness and fetters of iron, I send you into the spiritual cage, I impale you in the name of Jesus Christ, and I send you to the feet of Jesus for judgment. I bind every strong man in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind every strong man in the name of Jesus Christ. Fear, move in Jesus' name. Move. Doubt, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. You must leave 
There's no place for you in God's army. There is no place for you. I take your position and the ground you hold from you with the blood of Jesus Christ. I bind you. I chain you with eternal chains of darkness and fetters of iron. And I send you into the spiritual cage impaled to the feet of Jesus for judgment. Doubt. I curse your moorings in Jesus name. I curse them with every curse that is written in the Bible and all the ones that my father has reserved for you. Father, I thank you that no weapon formed against us shall be able to prosper and every tongue that is risen against us in judgment, we now condemn. We send the oppression and the depression and the uncertainty uncertainty back where it came from. We return it to its sender in the name of Jesus Christ. We know that it's being sent from the witches, the warlocks, the wizards, the divinators, the sorcerers and such. It's theirs. It's not ours. You did not give us a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power and of love and a sound mind, a mind that's founded and formed and fashioned by the word of God. We want to thank you for that. We take authority, dominion, and power over despair and rejection and hopelessness and brokenheartedness and self-pity and every form of heaviness and mourning. We bind you in Jesus' name. You don't belong to us. Faith is ours. We have an inheritance of faith. And we allow faith to come forth in the name of Jesus Christ. We have overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we love not our lives unto the death. We belong to Jesus. We belong to him. We win because of him. The victory that we seek is in Jesus Christ. He is undefeatable. And so the enemy cannot win. We have been asking you, Lord, at Miracle for, let's see how long have I been pastor, four years now, to uncover everything that the enemy has been doing. And you have been doing a superior job. You are the revealer of secrets. Everything they think that they have hidden, every little evil, wicked thing that they have done, you're bringing it to the forefront. You're bringing it to the light. You're bringing it forth for exposure. It's not to be disheartened. It's to be judged. It's to be judged. It's to be brought to the light that the righteous judge might release his adjudications. We thank you and we give you praise, Lord, for the many adjudications that you're releasing on every single thing from them taking farmland from the Dutch farmers to everything that's being done in Canada to freezing bank accounts to shutting off those who know the truth on the Internet and through social media. Every single thing they're doing, Lord, to Biden selling off pieces of the border wall that we paid for and erected. 
every single ungodly, unconstitutional thing they're doing, you're uncovering it. We thank you for the uncovering. You said in the Bible that everything that has, that's been hidden is going to come abroad. It's going to come to the light. We thank you for full exposure, Lord. You see, the enemy likes a covering of darkness so that he can do his wicked works. But when works are righteous, they are brought to the light to be shown that they are of God. So we thank you for the continual uncovering of every single thing the enemy has done, whether he did it in the heavenlies, whether he did it in the bush, or whether he did it in the deep, wherever he did it. We thank you for pulling the covers back and taking the darkness away so it's fully exposed for judgment. We thank you for the release of your judgments at your perfect timing. We thank you for perfect timing because our times and our timing are in your hands. So we thank you, Lord, that no matter what we see with our eyes and what we hear with our ears, what our inner man speaketh is what we obey. We do not allow the enemy to use circumstances to take our eyes off the prize. We move forward in the name of Jesus, knowing that we've already won. We've already won. Satan was thrown out of heaven. He did not dethrone Jesus Christ. We have already won. We are coming forth to take hold of, to take full possession of our victory in Jesus. We will possess it. That's what we're called to do. We're your army, Lord Jesus, and you are our commander in chief. And we follow your dictates. There's no way for us to lose. It's not possible. So, for ages to come, this defeat will be in Satan's face. Even when you let him loose for a thousand years, his defeat will be in his face and in the face of his followers. So you're busy separating us from those that pretend to be following you from those who actually are. Thank you, Lord, that it's almost completed. We will no longer be deceived thinking people are walking with us when they are liars and betrayers. We thank you for judging every agency, every agent, every office, every officer. Whatever the position of rank and authority is on earth, I thank you for your judgment coming, corresponding to the responsibility they have taken. I thank you, Lord. No matter what country, no matter where it is, I thank you for your judgments being released. The Bible says people will learn righteousness when your judgments are in the earth. So we call for those judgments. We call for the judgments that you're ready to release. Hey, we call for the judgments in the earth that you are ready to release, Father. And we receive them in the name of Jesus Christ. We receive them. To some, this looks like chaos, but it's not. You always work where there's destruction and chaos. 
you have a tendency to use it as a cloak. You ride right on the tail feathers of complete chaos. So we want to thank you because dark and light is the same to you anyway. So we thank you, Father, for your master plan of victory. Yes, there are those who will cave in to the Antichrist, but there are also those that won't. Amen. Yes, there are those that will cave in to the Antichrist because scriptures must be fulfilled. But there are still those who will not. We want to thank you, Lord, for the way you have it to unfold. We want to thank you for our part in it. We want to thank you for the grace to do our part. We want to thank you for your power being released in us to perceive what our part is. That we might fulfill our prophetic destinies in the world. Thank you, Lord, for the assignments you have given us. Thank you for the wisdom and the understanding and the knowledge to carry them out to your pleasing. And thank you, Lord that we still have vehicles that we can use to get the message out to the people, Father. Thank you for every salvation. Thank you for every healing. Thank you for every deliverance. And thank you for your grace to keep us, to keep us sane in an insane world, to keep our eyes focused on you when there's distraction everywhere. To keep us true to you when treachery and infidelity is everywhere. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done in us and what you're doing in us and where you're bringing us to. Because our victory is found in you. We thank you, Lord. We give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Powerful prayer tonight, folks. And there's a power in agreement. Two or three are gathered. Jesus is in the midst. I know we have that many and more. That prayer went to the heaven. It work, prayer works. Let it not be said. We, well, we uh, it's not only the prayer, but him that answers. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. If you're well, just since I'm praying, joining us, welcome. We're live with Dr. Sabrina Sessions. Over to you, Sister Sabrina. All right. Well, saints, praise the Lord. It's been a while since we've had our little chats, and I've missed you all. But God knows what the right time for everything is. Amen. So we're going to trust him. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we want to thank you for the armor of God. We want to thank you for the blood of Jesus. We want to thank you for the fire of God. We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your glory in the midst. We want to thank you for the linking shields of your angels. We want to thank you for Psalm 91. We want to thank you for praising angels. But most of all, we thank you for your holy presence in our midst. Thank you, Lord. We depend on you. Our lives are found in you. In you, we live and breathe and have our being. We want to thank you for every element 
of the armor. We don't take our armor off. We want to thank you that you are shepherd and we shall not want. We want to thank you that you have supplied all of our need, whatever it may be, and whatever Damon needs, according to your riches and glory through Christ Jesus our Lord. We want to thank you for our inheritance in Christ Jesus. You said if we would ask you for the heathen, you would give them. So we're asking for the heathen. We need some more heathen to become true believers in Jesus Christ, to move out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. And we're looking at the mess going, well, well, well which place is he going to bring the heathen out of? Well, well where? Well, I believe you started with the backslidden Christians. I believe you started with them. It, it just appears to me that with those, um, you know, what we call Clairol Christians, a little dab will do them. Only their Savior knows for sure. We used to call them Brill Cream, Brill Cream Christians. But Lord, you know, the ones with the lightest commitment in the world. I believe you're working with them because the hour is late. Time is winding up. This is the end time harvest time. It's time to bring in the harvest. It's time to bring in the harvest. That's part of our job. That's what we're supposed to do. And so, Father, we're, we're getting it together. You're giving us the word. We're becoming strengthened and empowered, filled with your spirit that we might go forth in your spirit doing your will. So, we call forth the harvest in Jesus' name. We call forth the harvest, my father's harvest. He's the husbandman. Jesus is the vine. We are the branches. We're calling forth the harvest in Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord, for places for the harvest to go that they aren't spoiled, but that they become productive, strong saints in your kingdom. We want to thank you, Lord. I know that you bring us out of every nation, every kindred, and every tongue, but I kind of believe you're going to get them from some of the strangest places that we just, what, he saved that? Yes, because to the uttermost, Jesus, you save. That's just the way it works. You told us, you said to the uttermost, you say. So in other words, don't think it's somebody that is so far gone that they can't get reached. Try. Make an effort. Use your faith. Push that button and let your faith out. And try. Sometimes we'll be planting a seed. Sometimes it'll be getting watered. But you will bring the increase. So we're trusting you. We're going to try. We're going to open our mouths. We're going to take the mask off our faces that don't have any business being there anyway. So we can speak to people. And people can hear your word. Lord, we want to thank you for this message today. Because I just preached, I just prayed myself right into the message. Well, anyway. From our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, all of his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders, and we cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous in Jesus' name. 
By the way, Lord, we lift Brother Trump to you. And we lift Brother DeSantis to you. Father, increase their support in Jesus' name. Each in his place, increase our support in the name of Jesus. Thank you for your anointing and covering for each of them, Father. Thank you for your grace on each life. Yes, they are judged, but you're the righteous judge. And who can lay a charge to God's elect? You're the one who justifies. So thank you, Lord. Thank you. Help us to keep our mouths off people that you are using in a negative fashion. Help us to keep our mouths shut, Lord. Sometimes people need to close their mouths because they don't know what they're saying. So we forgive them. And I encapsulate all of those words and syllables that had no business being spoken in the blood of Jesus. And I forbid the enemy to attempt to use them to manifest them in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit. And we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and his wicked powers. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in our places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies and the bush and in the deep. Now, we bind murder in Jesus' name. We take authority, dominion, and power over that entity that came from Clay County into Duval County, less than a mile from my house, and murdered three people and then murdered himself. Yes, the individual has come before your throne and they're in hell. That brings us no comfort, Father. We lost one. Maybe somebody missed a witness way back then. We just will never know. I pray for his parents and for his family. I ask you, Lord, to help them to get over the shame and the guilt that they are experiencing because of what he did. It's worldwide news, Lord. It's worldwide news. It's all over the Internet. But what the media wants to talk about is the hecklers that came to heckle Governor DeSantis. Never mind the tragedy that took place. Never mind the grief and suffering that my community is suffering. Lord, I thank you for healing us. We came together Sunday after church for a prayer vigil. And there were those who felt that this was the occasion to heckle Governor DeSantis about guns. Lord, I've already asked you to judge them, and I thank you for releasing your judgments. They didn't come to help us do a godly thing before your throne. No, they came to bring evil. And I thank you for judging their evil. I ask you to remove them from our midst. They're not here to support. They're here to tear down. They used moments of vulnerability 
where Democrats and Republicans stood together saying, no, this is wrong, this is sin, it will not be allowed. We found agreement before your throne, Father, based on your word. So, Father, I put them into the hands of God, the Holy Spirit, to be dealt with. And I thank you for your judgments being released in their lives. Thank you, Father. We've forgiven and we look forward to continued healing. Continued healing. Thank you, Lord, for it in Jesus' name. We bind every witchcraft attack and the sources and we return the attacks on to the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for all eternity. We want to thank you, Lord, that you have given us power and authority over all the works of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm us. We lift up to you, Lord, the family of those that were assassinated at the Dollar General Saturday. While I decided it was too hot to go there and look for envelopes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for keeping me home and letting me decide it's just too hot. Whew. I'm not going to complain about the heat. I'm going to thank you for it. It kept me at home. And I'm alive to preach the gospel yet once more. Thank you, Lord. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. And we thank the Lord Jesus for his peace. So tonight, saints, or this afternoon, or yeah, here it's this afternoon. We're going to speak forth his truth. That's what we're going to do. We're going to speak forth his truth. As we've learned, saints, Jesus Christ confronted Satan and defeated him through the power of his word. Jesus Christ confronted Satan and defeated him through the power of his word. We would do well to keep this truth alive in our hearts and in our minds. This very effective and powerful weapon of speaking forth the truth of his word, the word of God in faith believing, enable the mighty warrior to do several things. First, to enter Satan's territory. Two, to face him, face front, head on, face front, head on. Thirdly, to destroy the enemy's strongholds with the force of the words that came forth from his mouth. The two-edged sword is seen in the Bible as coming forth from his mouth. We should often practice doing as the mighty warrior example to us. The mighty warrior Jesus confronted Satan and took authority over him by speaking the word. Saints, do you do this? Now think about it. Don't just say, oh, yes, I do. No, 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 no. That's just chatter. 
I want you to get a notepad and I want you to record your answers because you need to discuss this with Jesus when I finish preaching. That's right. You can't just say, well, I do it sometimes. Well, if that's when you do it, then write the truth down. We don't tell lies here. Amen. So the question to you is, I said that the mighty warrior Jesus confronted Satan and took authority over him by speaking the word. The question to you is, do you do this? Some of you don't. So let's improve by actually doing as our mighty warrior Jesus does. Let's improve by doing what Jesus does. Wherever Jesus came into contact with those who were bound in some way by Satan's powers, he took aggressive action. I have to go to this scripture right here. Okay. He took aggressive action. He didn't just sit there like he didn't like he didn't have anything else to do. He took aggressive action. The Bible says And I won't go too far into this scripture in 1 Thessalonians That ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffer, verse 6, seeing it is a righteous thing with God to recompense tribulation to them that trouble you. In flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. What do you do? When you come in direct confrontation with that that does not receive Jesus, what do you do? Do you at least bind something? Do you remember at least one scripture? What do you do? Or do you stand frozen in passivity and fear? What do you do? The Bible says, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Suddenly, you have a brain freeze and you can't seem to think of one scripture. Well, you know the name of Jesus. Doesn't that unlock every door for you? Well, saints, Repentance and mercy is available. And so is change. Change, change. C-H-A-N-G. And so is change. Really seriously speaking. So is change. You see, we can't keep doing this like this. Things happen and we stand there and say nothing for Jesus. That's not going to work. That's got to change. He says in Romans 12 too, And be not conformed to this world, standing there saying nothing, going along to get along. But be ye transformed. There's your change right there. The transformation. How? By the renewing of your mind. 
That means your mind and your processes of thinking and your decisions have to change. That ye may prove when put to the test that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to change. You can't stand there by the elevator and listen to them low-rate Christians and keep your mouth shut. That day is over. And that's just the way it is. Also, this is known as turning from our wicked ways. Because see, that's one of our wicked ways. We want to stand there with our mouth shut because we don't want to offend anybody. Or we don't want to be confronted by anybody. Well, I got news for you. We're going to change because God says so. And that's going to be the end of the mealy mouth, folks. We're not having any more of that. You're going to learn to speak up for Jesus. Remember that song when we were children in, in vacation Bible school, Onward Christian Soldiers? Well, we're going to learn to actually do it. It wasn't just a song. They didn't teach us that because they didn't have anything else to do and to give us something to do before the punching cookies. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and, and, and turn from their wicked ways. Well, this is one of them. They've got something negative or just unscriptural to say. And you know the truth. You've got the answer on your tongue, but you don't open your mouth. Well, that's one of our wicked ways. It's time to turn. Turn, 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 turn. Without planning, you find yourself in the middle of an argument. So, do you continue to argue in the flesh? Do you shut your lips tight and fume in anger? Or do you open your mouth in assurance and release a, it is written, or a, the Bible says. It's time for the turn. It's time for the pivot. You can't stay the way you've been forever. That's got to change. You know, it's wonderful to listen to a message, but when do you actually apply its truth to everyday living? You may record your answer. It's wonderful to listen to a message, but when, W-H-E-N, do you actually apply, A-P-P-L-Y, its truth to everyday living in your life? The mighty warrior Jesus knew that it was God's will to deliver and set free all those who were oppressed, afflicted, and tormented by Satan. Well, do you know that? As the mighty warrior confronted the power of the enemy, Jesus did not speak his own words. He didn't know. He didn't rely on self. He did not rely on self. Let me say that again. He did not 
rely on self. He relied on his father. Mm-hmm. You have the same opportunity. Instead, he spoke the words the father had instructed him to speak. Let's visit John chapter 12. John, the gospel of John chapter 12. And we're going to mosey over to verse 49. John chapter 12, King James Version. John chapter 12, beginning with verse 49. For I have not spoken of myself, Jesus says, but the Father which sent me. He gave me a commandment what I should say and what I should speak. And I know that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. All right, saints, do you do that? You may record your answer. Do you do that? When Jesus spoke the words of the Father, the words the Father had given him to speak, he did not waste his efforts in doubting or wondering if he what he spoke would come to pass. When Jesus spoke the words the Father had given him to speak, He did not waste his efforts in doubting or wondering if what he spoke would come to pass. He already knew. Psalm 119, verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Psalm 119, verse 89. Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Forever. Thy word is settled in heaven. Luke chapter 21. The Gospel of Luke chapter 21 verse 33. Luke Chapter 21, verse 33. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus says, but my words shall not pass away. Jesus didn't worry if these words were going to come to pass. He knew. He already knew. His knowing was based on the word. Our knowing should be based on the word, saints. First Peter. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1. First Peter chapter 1 beginning with verse 23. First Peter chapter 1 beginning with verse 23. 
being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, being born again by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. The word of the Lord endureth forever. The word of the Lord endureth forever. For those who desire to grow in your certainty in God's word, I encourage you to do this. Spend time with the Lord. Ask him to give you a scripture which he desires to use for this purpose. I'll say it again. Spend time with the Lord. Ask him to give you a scripture which he desires to use for this purpose. So, when God gives you the scripture, thank him. Thank him. Write it down. Highlight it in your Bible. Write the date that he gave it to you next to it. Then memorize that one scripture. Rehearse it out loud every day. Then watch God perform it. Watch God perform it. After he does place your testimony in somebody's ears that need to hear it. Amen. Let me give that to you again. Ask God. Spend time with the Lord. Ask him to give you a scripture which he desires to use for this purpose. So when God gives you this scripture, thank him. Write it down. Highlight it in your Bible. Write the date next to it. Memorize that one scripture till you know it as well as you know your name. Rehearse it out loud every single day. Then watch God perform it. Bible says he watches watches over his word to perform it. Does it not? Okay, well, praise the Lord. After he does, place your testimony in somebody's ears. Jesus, the mighty warrior, already knew that God's word is all-powerful and would come to pass. How do we know that? Well, let's go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 3. Through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. 
so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. He handled it all by his word. Now you say, that's outside of my imagination. Okay, hand your imagination over to the Holy Spirit and he will help you. He is your helper. Hand your imagination right over to the Holy Spirit and he will help you. Ask him to help you. He's your helper. He's here to help you. When God spoke through the prophet Isaiah to the nation of Israel, he said the following in Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 10. Isaiah chapter 55, beginning with verse 10. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. You see, when the rain comes down, it does what it was sent to do. And it gives. It gives. It causes life to come forth. And it gives. What does it give? Seed to the sower, bread to the eater. It satisfies. So my word that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, God says, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. It's going to do what God sent it to do. Period. There's no maybe. This is certain. God wanted his people to forever be certain that the words which he speaks are not dead, nor empty, nor useless words. Saints, have you learned this yet? Have you? You may record your answer. God's words are full of life. God's words are powerful. God's words produce the results which he desires. God's words fulfill his purposes. Understand, saints, God's word does not leave his mouth and fail to produce any effect. In other words, God's words do not return to him without having brought forth his intent and purposes. Amen? It's going to do just what he said. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God spoke, light was. That's how it works. Genesis chapter 21 verse 1. Genesis chapter 21 verse 1. 
And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, as he had said, as he had said. And the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. Exodus chapter 9 verse 35. Exodus chapter 9 verse 35. And the heart of Pharaoh was hardened. Neither would he let the children of Israel go. As the Lord had spoken. As the Lord had spoken. As the Lord had spoken by Moses. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. Numbers chapter 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. In other words, God has no reason to tell any lie at any time for any reason under any circumstances. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken and shall he not make it good? It's better to believe God than man, saints. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. The Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit that quickeneth or maketh alive. The flesh profiteth nothing, Jesus said. The words that I speak to you they are spirit and they are life. They're not dead. They're very much alive and very powerful. The words that the mighty warrior Jesus spoke were given to him from God and they are alive. Within the words from God is the power sufficient to bring them to pass. Moving with these words was eternal life, healing, deliverance, the love of God, peace, and joy. Within these words held the life that God had initially purposed for man before the foundation of the world. Amen? Luke chapter 4, verse 32, in case you've forgotten. Luke chapter 4, verse 32, they said this of Jesus. And they were astonished at his doctrine, at his teaching, for his word was with power. God's powerful word produces exceeding abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Even the rebellious demons knew of and came subject to the power and authority of God's word. Luke 4, chapter, verse 3. Luke chapter 4, verse 3. And the devil said unto him, 
If thou be the son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him. Face front. No running, no hiding, no shirking. And Jesus answered him saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Amen. That's the way this works. Let's go to verse 6. Luke chapter 4, verse 6. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee in the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Jesus did not get in the elevator and close the door. He faced him. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. No, Jesus didn't take the stairwells. He stood right there in the hallway and said what he had to say. Amen. Verse 9, Luke chapter 4, verse 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on a pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against a stone. From Psalm 91. And Jesus answered and said unto him, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Verse 13. And when the devil had ended, had ended, had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. Okay, so he had to get out of his face. They'll get out of your face too. The Bible says if we humble ourselves, if we submit ourselves to God and resist the devil, Satan must flee. But you see, you have to do the other parts. Then Satan must flee. He has to. He has no choice. So we clearly see, saints, that Satan was stopped by the word of God. Now, now that you see this, saints, do you believe this? Do you? Well, let's go down to verse 32. Luke chapter 4, verse 32. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue there was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil and cried out with a loud voice, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? Isn't it interesting the demons knew he had the power right then to destroy them? Not after the crucifixion, before. Hmm. I know thee who thou art. The devils seem to know quite a bit, don't they? The Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace and come out of him. And when the devil had thrown him in the midst, he came out of him and hurt him not. He had to obey what Jesus said. 
what a word is this? They were all amazed, for with authority and power, he commandeth the evil spirits, and they come out. He didn't ask them if they would like to right after lunch. Amen? That's how that went. Jesus, the mighty warrior, was not in fear. He was not passive. He was not at all intimidated. He did not back down from Satan nor the unclean spirit. He did not flinch. No, he confronted the enemy. He told the unclean spirit to pipe down and come out of him. Saints, what do you do when confronted with the enemy? You may record your answer. Do you act like Jesus? You may record your answer. Or do you react in the flesh? Like a mighty warrior engaging the enemy in combat, Jesus confronted Satan with the God-powerful words coming forth from his mouth. These God-powered words were lethal weapons hitting their mark and driving Satan out. Amen. Hitting their mark. You know, I'm learning how to do that better and better, to hit the target when I practice. Amen. But those bullets go where they're supposed to go. Everywhere. Jesus went, he confronted the power of the enemy. He spoke the word and destroyed Satan's strongholds in the lives of people. So you say, Pastor Sabrina, that's great. But that was Jesus Christ. I'm just me. Well, O ye of little faith, let's review this these events in scripture. Let's fly to 1 Samuel chapter 17 because I'm getting ready to hit the gas pedal. Amen. Come on. We're ready to roll. We've been warming up for this. Let's go on. 1 Samuel chapter 17 beginning with verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered together their armies to battle and were gathered together and they uh, that pitched their tents. We're skipping that part. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and pitched by the valley of Elah and set the battle in array against the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. Verse 4. And there came out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath whose height was six cubits and a span. So how, how tall is that, uh, Brother Shannon? Isn't that about nine feet tall or something? What is He's the... kind of big there. Oh, exactly. It was, yeah, six cubits and a span. Isn't that about nine feet? That sounds about right. You know, that man was just too big for his own good. That's right. Glad I wasn't his t- I'm glad I wasn't his tailor. <laughs> Wait, nine foot, nine inches. Okay. Wow. Okay, so he he was big. (laughs) He's not playing in the NFL, is he? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And he had a helmet of brass upon his head. You know, brass isn't lightweight, y'all. It's heavy. If you've just picked up a small bookend that's brass in a bookstore, that thing is heavy. If you hold it for too long, you'll want to put it down. And he was armed with a coat of mail. He had more metal on him. 
And the weight of the coat was about 5,000 shekels of brass. I don't know how much that weighs in pounds, but if Brother Shannon knows, he will tell us. And he had greaves of brass. upon. So he had brass on on his legs and a target of brass between his shoulders. That stuff should have weighed that man down to the ground, but it didn't. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam. And his spear's head weighed 600 shekels of iron. I know I have picked up that old cast iron, iron, that smoothing iron that my great-grandmother had. And it serves as a, as a door as a door stopper. Nobody tries to pick it up to do anything else. It's a door stopper, okay? Not like those little rubber things you buy in the store. No, 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 no. This thing will kill you if it drops on you. And one bearing a shield went before him. That was a brave soul. And he stood in verse 8 and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are ye come out to set your battle in array? Am not I a Philistine and ye servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then will we be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants in service. So you see, that was one of their forms of battle. You pick one. I pick one and the two meet and we'll see who wins this. And the Philistine said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And when Saul and all the and all Israel heard those words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now, David was the son of the Ephrathite. And they lived in Bethlehem. And his name was Jesse. And he had eight sons. And I tell you, that man had an interesting life. But we'll talk about that another day. And the man went among men for an old man in the days of Saul. And the three eldest sons of Jesse went and followed Saul to the battle. And then it gives their names. Okay, we'll get back to them another time. And David was the youngest, and the three eldest followed Saul. But David went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem. And the Philistine drew near morning and evening and presented himself 40 days. 40 days he went out there running his mouth, bellowing and carrying on, threatening and intimidating. And Jesse said unto David his son, Take now for thy brethren an ephah this parched corn and ten loaves, and run into the camp of thy brethren, and carry these ten cheeses unto the captain of their thousand, and look how thy brethren fare and take their pledge. He was feeding his children still. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah, fighting with the Philistines. And David rose up early in the morning and left the sheep with a keeper and took and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the trench as the host was going forth to fight and shouted for the battle. For Israel and the Philistines had put the battle in array, army against army. 
And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as they talked with him, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were so afraid. And the men of Israel said, have you seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel is he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will enrich with great riches and will give him his daughter and make his house free in Israel. Tax free. That's incentive. And David spake unto the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the man that killeth this Philistine, and taketh away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Remember that, uncircumcised. That he should defy the armies of the living God. And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So it shall be done to the man that killeth him. And then he ran into his brothers, and they had some too much to say. And in verse 29, and David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? And he turned from him toward another, and spake after the same manner, and the people answered again, him again after the former manner. And when the words were heard which David spake, they rehearsed them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, Let no man's heart fail because of him. Thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Thou art not able to go up against this Philistine to fight him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep. And there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him. And I went out after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I heard him, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him. He went out to practice. He won. He knew what victory felt like. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me. He will deliver me. There was no question, full certainty. No doubt, no fear, just faith. He will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. And you know Saul tried to give him his armor, and David put it on, and in verse 39 he said, He couldn't take it. I cannot go with these, for I have not proved them. And David put them off. And he took his staff in his hand and chose five smooth stones out of the brook. And put them in a shepherd's bag, which he had, even a scrip, and his sling was in his hand. And he drew near to the Philistine. And the Philistine came on and drew near unto David. And the man that bare the shield went before him. Now that would have been a good time for that man to leave. 
And when the Philistine looked about and saw David, he disdained him, for he was but a youth and ruddy and of a fair countenance. And David, and the Philistine said unto David, Am I a dog, that thou comest to me with staves? And the Philistine cursed David by his gods. And the Philistine said to David, Come to me, and I will give thy flesh into the fowls of the air and to the beasts of the field. Then David said to the Philistine, Now, we're talking about opening your mouth and releasing the words that the Father gives you. Then then said David to the Philistine, Thou comest to me with a sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts and the God of the armies of Israel, whom thou hast defied this day. Will the Lord deliver thee into mine hand, and I will smite thee, and take thine head from thee, and I will give the carcass of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. Amen. Now watch these words. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saveth not with sword and spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. The battle is the Lord's, and he will give them into our hands. And it came to pass when the Philistine arose and came and drew nigh to meet David, that David hastened and ran toward the army to meet the Philistine. And David put his hand in his bag and took thence a stone and slang it and smote the Philistine in his forehead that the stone sunk into his forehead and he fell upon his face to the earth. He didn't fall backward. The normal trajectory would have been The normal path for the stone to take was to hit him in the forehead and the force of it push him backward. But that's not what happened. God got in that. And he fell upon his face to the earth. That's obeisance. He fell before God. Pharaoh's army drowned in the Red Sea. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and with a stone and smote the Philistine and slew him. But there was no sword in the hand of David. Therefore, David ran and stood upon the Philistine. We are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath and took his sword and drew it out of the sheath thereof and slew him and cut off his head therewith. And when the Philistines saw their champion was dead, they fled. That's how it goes, saints. That's the power of God. That's the power of speaking forth God's word, and then God accomplishes it. So, as you see clearly, saints, David spoke the words which God had given him to speak to the enemy. And God did exactly what he said. So there, you are now without excuse. David did it 
and so can you. The very same God who empowered David empowers you. David followed God all the way through to successful completion. Saints, when confronted by the enemy, what will you do? Are the words of God in your mouth? Hmm. What's in your mouth? Amen. Father, we thank you for these words. We thank you that we won't take them lightly. We thank you that they'll sink in our hearts and we will meditate upon them. And they will change us as your word does not return to you void. In Jesus' name, amen. Powerful time of intercession and teaching tonight. Dr. Sabrina, what would you like to title that message for the archive? All right. I think I wrote one down for you. Speak forth his truth. I like that. Speak forth his truth, it is. And I'll get this uh, posted pretty quickly tonight. Uh, Sister Sabrina, tell people about your radio program and your church and how they can be a part of it and support the ministry. Well, I'm glad you asked. I'm so very glad you asked. The church is called Miracle Internet Church. We are Miracle Outreach Ministries, composed of Miracle Internet Church and the local church here in Jacksonville. So I'm actually pastoring two churches simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I told somebody that in the grocery store and she about fainted on me. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it was one of my one of my old classmates and she hadn't seen me in a while. And so she said, well, what are you doing? I said, not much. I'm just pastoring two churches simultaneously. And she fell backward. (laughs) So if you don't want an answer, don't ask me. Okay. Anyway, our website is miracleinternetchurch.com. MiracleInternetChurch.com and we have an app. It's in your Android store and your Apple store. It's in both of them. And we are on the internet live every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. and whatever time that happens to be wherever you are. So, you can tune in and listen to us wherever you are. Whenever we're on the air live, you may listen. And if you miss that, you may pull up the website, use your browser, go to MiracleInternetChurch.com, and click on Archive Sermons right across the banner, right at the top, in black and white, so everybody can read it. And click Archive Sermons and scroll down to the one you missed and listen. We are also live on Sundays. Sundays at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. And whatever time that is, wherever you happen to be. So, we have a chat room that we use to communicate frequently, but especially during service times. Amen? So, 
Uh, we are live. You can come up and listen to the broadcast on Fridays uh, when I pray uh, for deliverance for certain individuals as time and the Lord allows. Uh, we do cast out demons on the air. I tend to cast them out all through the sermon, though. But anyway, trust me, your demon can come out. Amen. If you want to make sure it comes out fast, that'll help. And right on our website, across the top, it says, Giving at Miracle Internet Church. Right across it, Giving at Miracle. You can click that link, and it'll tell you everything you can do to give. Or on our homepage, you can scroll down to the bottom, and there, there's this big PayPal sign. Looks like a capsule. It says, Donate Now. Amen? Praise the Lord. So, you don't like using electronic media to give money? Well, if you go to where it says giving at Miracle Internet Church, it tells you how you can give if you don't want to use uh, the electronics to do it. It tells you every single thing to do in big yellow letters so you can't miss it. Amen. So, we invite you to join us. Uh, you may use our app if you desire. If you want to know what we believe, uh, right across the banner, it says beliefs. You can click that and find out that we're Christians. We also have books and ebooks, and we have all kinds of things. We even have a King James Audio Bible. We have a Global Prayer Warriors Prayer Room where you may come up. But you, if you're going to come into the um, chat room or the prayer room, we ask you when you sign in to use your own name. My name, yes, one of the names that's on your birth certificate. So if your nickname is Hog, you can't do that. That's not on your birth certificate. If your real name is Michael, you can use that because that's on your birth certificate. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and I'd change my nickname if I were you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alrighty. I changed that one. <laughs> but anyway, regardless of what you've been called in the past, what you're called in Christ is blessed. Amen. I so, had a dog named uh, Hog. Because he was... <laughs> he was he was getting big and the other one was getting smaller by the day. I couldn't figure it out. I was feeding both at the same time. And then one day, uh. I peeked out to the door. And the one dog, as soon as I'd walk in, he would begin to snarl at the other and eat both his food. So I called him Hog. <laughs> and then I said, i got to get rid of this hog. And I gave him away to a church. And then they uh, uh -huh. they didn't feed him like I fed him, so he got real skinny. Just Oh, they didn't give him any fried chicken? <laughs> Over here in Bali, they might give them scraps, like some rice and things. I didn't know you could feed rice to a dog. I guess you can, because they'll eat it. But we were feeding him premium food, but this dog began to get really fat. He became a hog, so I renamed him Hog for the time I had him. But I don't recommend anybody log into the Miracle Internet Church with that name. I don't either. <laughs> MiracleInternetChurch.com. Is that the right website? They, sh they should have fed him the church bird, fried chicken, Okay. Oh, yeah. Christians know how to eat fried chicken. They do a, an excellent job. That's right. I love fried chicken. 
<laughs> I don't um, know too many Christians who don't like chicken, okay? <laughs> that's right. Listen, they even got KFC here in Bali. You can't go anywhere without finding a ch- uh, KFC chicken. Not to say that's the really? best in the world, but yeah, they got it here. I had some the other day. But they don't have mashed potatoes and gravy to go with it. They don't have coleslaw green beans. I don't know. I'm like, uh, you got the chicken, but where's my biscuit? They don't have That's any right. right here. But uh, uh, praise well, the Lord. I would mail some to you, but it wouldn't be good by the time it got there. I bought two iron cast skillets. So I'm all prepped for some biscuits and cornbread. I just got to get the recipe to Mama. Then she can make it. Oh, um, Lord. The simple things Some in things life. don't change. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, uh, get over to MiracleInternetChurch.com and um, be part of the broadcast. Again, what days are you broadcasting? Wednesday and Friday? Wednesday and Friday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. and whatever time that happens to be where you are. We even have people in Australia and the U.K. and all kinds of places listening. And on Sundays, it's at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the U.S. We thought we would give the people on the West Coast and out that way some time to at least get up and get some coffee. So, we meet at 12.30. Folks, be a part of it. Invite a friend to come out and uh, support the work of Miracle Internet Church. Dr. Sabrina, always an honor to be here with you. And uh, let me see. We already have you scheduled for September, don't we? I think so. I think I gave you a date. Yes, let you did. Let me see. Yes, I did. See, I've been good lately. Okay. I've got you down on September 12th. Is that right? At that is correct. What What time are we going to do? Sep- uh, your choice, 11 or 12. I have you down for 11 a.m. Is that good for you? That sounds fine to me. Okay. So we have Dr. Sabrina coming back, and um, would you like to close us in prayer today? Thank you for coming on this great message. Thank you. And do you know this is the nas- that day is the National Day of Encouragement? I didn't, I didn't know, know we had a National Day of Encouragement. When did they create that one? I missed that one. I, they have National Donut Day, National. I don't know what days they don't have now. We need the <laughs> National Day of Deliverance, the day to get set free of your demons in Jesus' name. Can we start one? <laughs> yeah, we ought to start. <laughs> How about right after all after Halloween and All Saints Day? I think that's a good place to put it. Yeah, tell me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Oh boy, that's uh-huh. that's right around the corner, isn't it? Yes, it is. They're putting that ugly mess in the stores, and so Ooh. I've told them. I said, you know what to do. What you do is when when you go one of those places and you got your grandkids or your nieces and nephews or the neighbor's children or whoever you happen to have, you're in the car together. They're stuck. They can't get out till you flick the thing and let them out. Say, okay, we're going to pray and we're going to bind the demons in the store and the demons on the candy and the demons on those masks and costumes. And we're going to ask God to do something important while we're in the store today. Amen. Let's go in. Absolutely. Amen. Have you seen uh, those Spirit Have Halloween warehouses popping up again? Yeah, they do it every year. Oh, yeah. By the way, Father, we don't like those. We we don't like them. The saints are protesting those things, those haunted houses things. It instills fear and not faith. So we ask you, Father, they've been reducing those in some places, but we're asking you to put them out of business. Eh, <laughs> 
Runge di ribrisha la radio sonde da breka de radio sa ruki reka de brosa la dia kura da rukohore rala la radio sonde de breki Thank you Lord Ooh God's I touch and agree I be- God's going to put them things out He knows we don't like those things It's yeah. time for that to go they've had their season it's time for them to go it's right there Amen. in your face on that big those big banners. Spirit of Halloween. That's what it is. It's a demon, folks. That's a demonic yeah, holiday. Is. And Christians have no business celebrating a demonic holiday. Well, we got to do a fact, special program. Chick Tracks has said, well, they're going to come to your door anyway, okay? So what you do is you get some tracks about Halloween. Sure. And you wrap it wrap it around some candy and when they come you hand it to them and put it let them put it in their little bag and when they take it home they'll have to read it with their parents and then then you got them. Oh, that's a great idea actually. Then you got them. Yeah. There it is. Okay, I like that idea. I, I do too. The chick track uh, with the candy now that would be a good combination. Yeah. And they got tracks just about Halloween, just for heathen. We should get Amen. some of those uh, little Gideon uh, King James Bibles if they still have them. Give them one of those too. That's right. Load them up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that'll and teach those demons. He'll bring them to your door. <laughs> wow. And lay hands on that candy and ask the Lord to release his anointing over that. In Jesus' name, we come into agreement. I do. That's actually brilliant. Yeah, and taste and see that, and put a little sticker that says, taste and see that the Lord, he is good, and put the scripture reference under it. How Whoa, about that? I love that. That's awesome. Uh-huh. You should do a TikTok video on that. That'd go viral on how to take, <laughs> take Halloween for Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And turn the tables on the enemy. Whoa. That's that, right. That's some good advice right there. Amen. Folks, you heard it Heavenly right Father, thank you for, the, for tonight, today, wherever we are, whichever time zone we're in. Thank you. Thank you for the prayers. Thank you for the intercession. Thank you for the word. Thank you for the release of your word. Thank you for the release of your power and anointing. And thank you for what you're going to do in the earth as a result. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. I ask you to bless Damon. I ask you to bless Omega Man and their family. In the name of Jesus. And I ask you to bless the people in Jacksonville, Florida, where that assassin came from Clay County and killed three people at the Dollar General. I ask you to bless them, Lord, and heal this community in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen and amen. Amen. Doc Sabrina, we love you. You are a true warrior for Jesus. And um, these programs that you're doing are powerful. Folks, support Miracle Internet Church, and um, I am looking forward to being out with you again soon. We love you. Love you, too. God bless. Have a great day over there, Dr. Sabrina. God bless you. You, too. Bye-bye. Folks, I'm here to tell you, powerful programs here tonight. I'm excited to be here live every day, Monday through Friday. I hope you're enjoying these programs, too, and we'll share them with a friend. We're getting up these programs faster than ever before. And you can uh, choose where you want to download them from. We have uh, over a dozen links available. The main hub, though, is Podbean. And if you go to Podbean, you can actually get an app.
and you can um, receive fresh programs every day right to your phone or the internet connection, whichever you're using. I myself, I'm a uh, PC guy, but uh, most of the world is using apps, so we finally have one that works with Podbean. And then uh, many other uh, locations that will pick up the show, Amazon, Apple, Google, Spotify, you name it. We've got all the big ones again. So go to OmegaManRadio.com for links to the shows. You can also play them right off the website if you want. Uh, There's some new links that I put up. We're back on SoundCloud, back on Blog Talk Radio. I'm happy to report. I've got a YouTube channel that's back up where I'm going to put select shows. I can't put them all, but a few there that we we can excuse me get past the censors of YouTube. Being on YouTube is like for me is like being in North Korea. You could be arrested at any time, and you could be executed at any time, and uh, that is the true truth of the channels that we've had over there. Um, to the point that uh, I wasn't going to come back many times, but I've decided in the uh, interest of trying to get a few more people to tune in, we will try it again for eight eighth time. So I have links to that, um, links to all these locations you can pick up the program right there on my website if you want to support the work you can do it there too I want to thank those that have I'm here tonight because of you that have financially supported this program have prayed for us who've done what you could to help us get the word out about the show uh, not everybody does that we have many that have come through here and listened to programs never heard from them but for those that have actually put their money where their mouth was and actually um, did something to help us whatever it is you can do it all adds up it all helps Uh, we are still here now 13 years 10,000 shows under our belt going for 11,000 we're at 10,400 now so uh, we're we're accumulating new programs every day and uh, we also have a second podcast called The Omega Man Reloaded, where bit by bit I'm remastering shows. Tell me how you like that, and that might motivate me to go faster, to put more up there. Um, and uh, new things ahead. We may even bring back uh, some video. I'm thinking about that. Okay, well, with that said, I'm going to save this program. We're going to take a break and do one more show today, speak my word. So uh, let's go to a song here for a moment. I need to get something to drink. And then we'll be coming back here and do one more program. Uh, Let's see what we're going to do for a song. Okay. Get my menu pulled back up. All right. Hope you enjoy today and that you'll tell a friend about these programs. And again, God richly bless all of you who make the time to tune in when you can and who have supported this program. God give you great reward now and in this kingdom come in Jesus' name. 